You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Okay, well, it's great to be back. Uh, We've kicked off another week with the G-Factor podcast. Of course, I'm uh, your co-host, Tony Van. I'm here with Lauren Doherty. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. That's the biggest oxymoron comment I've ever heard. And if you don't know what oxymoron is, I'm not insulting you. So it's fine. So um uh so this week we're doing a little something different uh we uh, got off to a couple of conferences and uh we had the opportunity to actually uh, get a recording back on some of the uh content that lauren and i uh gave presented and actually it was pretty good i I thought we actually sounded like we knew what we're talking about don't you lauren i I give it a 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 for something yeah, it is. Absolutely. So we thought we would play this segment because it talks about uh, case studies and real costs for uh, different marketing tools. Uh, we think that the, the segment was fantastic. So uh, without further ado, we will uh, play the segment and then come back with a little bit of info for the next week. So here we go. Let's talk a little bit about um, the nuts and bolts. Yeah. What does this all cost? This is probably, there are two questions we get asked the most. All the time. What does it cost and what is the return or do you have some examples or case studies of, you know, a campaign? Sure. So those are the next two things that we will cover. Um, So I'm going to just kind of start with four basic things that we've talked about. If you were to hire a um, professional, um, we want to give you some realistic costs in the marketplace for these items. So. Not, not a commercial for us. No. In, general, in general, this is what you should expect. These are some ranges to do these things professionally. Yep. Um, a website. So I'm going to give you a range here because obviously there's many different things that you could or could not want or wish to have in a website. Sure. So what kind of the websites that we're referring to with some of these tools that I'll list, it would be $3,500 to $6,000 for a one-time cost. You also have to park that website somewhere on the interwebs. So there is a monthly hosting fee generally. Some people will build that into your project cost. Sometimes it's a separate fee, but I don't know, anywhere from $25, $50 a month ish yes, yeah. generally to host For that website. a non e, if you have e commerce, it's a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So if you have you know, that store, um, you'll want that obviously to be secure. So there's a little bit more cost associated with that. Um, but that would be like a fully custom designed website, not, not a, a template, not, a template right. not just something that looks like everyone else's. And it would be responsive across all the channels and screens that we talked about earlier. Um, that should include some copywriting and organization of content, maybe even some photo or video services if desired. Um, SEO capabilities. And that cost should get you somewhere with a point of sale system if that's something that you would like, unless it's something, you know, super extensive like you want to put walmart online that's a little bit different story it costs a little bit more (laughs) right um and that would also be like technology support and training so if you have a you know new website it will have a content management system on the back or it should um that you can log into and make updates yourself even and you should be able to be trained on that you can also generally pay someone to update your site for you um, and that's generally like a per hour per project cost So that may be outside of the original project cost that I gave you, but just kind of keep that in mind 
Once you build the site, it needs to be maintained and regularly updated. So either make sure the training's great and you carve out some time to do that or someone else can. Now, how long will that website be um, viable, lack right. of better term? So it's just like any other technology. In two to three years, you should start thinking about updating that site completely. Um, just think about where any technology, how it changes in two or three years. Definitely in that three-year mark, you should be planning your next website. Um, once you get above that, the technology in the back end is pretty far out of date and you'll start having issues. Um, it'll start being slower to load. You'll, you'll have some clunkiness going on. So also kind of think about that when you are building the site um, as well as budgeting for the next site. So Yeah, good. Um, digital ads. So I'm going to give you a range here as well because obviously there's a lot of different things that you can do with digital ads. So generally there'll be a setup fee. Um, so that would be like getting account access, getting everything up and going, generally around like $500, like a one-time cost. Um, then for the campaign creation and actual management, so that would be like a kind of a package, that should start at probably around 500 a month as well. So with that, you would get audience definitions and segmentation. So identifying different audiences for different messages and where you're going to serve those ads. So what channels will be used. Um, the ad content, graphic creation, um, and landing page creation. So you'd want to target um, and or create different landing pages on your website to direct these ads to. So that would be in there. Um, tracking and website integration. So placing the correct tracking codes on your website and the backside work. And then just management and reporting. So campaigns always need to be tweaked. They're never perfect the first time. And then you always want to see that data. So reporting should be included too in that, in that monthly fee. Next is email marketing. Um, Tony mentioned it's pretty affordable. So that can range, I would say, if you're doing three or four emails a month-ish, um, probably $750 to $1,000 a month. And that would include whatever service provider, so you know, constant contact, even like MailChimp has some freebies, so this could go down a little bit. Um, so that would be an aggregator or software of some sort, and then actual the um, creating the content, graphics, landing pages, um, different tracking and integrations that you should be doing. And then again, campaign management and reporting to see what's working, what's not working, see what those open rates are, and comparing that data to either um, industry data or otherwise, you know, your own data that you have. So that should be included as well. And the last piece is social media management. So services to manage your social accounts, usually two to three platforms, range between about $1,950 and $2,500 per month. So what's generally included in that is brand management. So also creating content in your voice as well as graphics in your brand. Strategy and campaign development, which could also be contests and different ways to engage folks. Um, growing Different ideas and strategies for growing the accounts. And then real-time responses and interaction basically 24-7. I mean, everyone has to sleep at some point, but generally monitoring 24-7. And then reporting. Again, seeing what works um, and reporting monthly and tracking what is and isn't working and how to grow those channels. So those are some real costs. For professional kind of outside help that's just in the marketplace um, as of now. Yeah. So. so let's talk a little bit about outcomes. So. Yeah. So the second kind of biggest question that we get are can you give us some examples, you know, of campaigns and some return on investment or some results that you have seen. So I'm going to give you two different kind of case studies here in a synopsis form. So this is real life. This is real life, okay. real money here. 
So we have a travel and tourism sector client, so it would be similar to you all. Um, we ran an omni-channel marketing campaign, which was comprised of email marketing, social media marketing, which included organic content and some paid advertising on Facebook and YouTube, as well as a major, like, big fun scavenger hunt, which was organic. Um, paid advertising, Google Display. Let me stop. And that, yeah. that scavenger hunt was in real-time, real-world. Yes. So it was an interactive between right. find things at some physical location prior to Corona, obviously. Right. But driven through the social media. Absolutely. So yeah. hints were put out and photos were taken, you know, as further hints. And then people found it in real time. Cool. Posted a photo of, hey, I found this. Here's my prize. Um, and then other people shared it and they were helping each other or created more interactions. So that was really fun. Um, also included pay advertising through Google Display Ads, um, media relations, um, and then some influencer marketing. So we engaged four different influencers. So that kind of goes back to that digital social presence. Um, and it was a trade. We did not like offer them, you know, you know, just direct not money, real cash, cash, but it was a trade. Um, and then basically you're using their power of their following, you know, to influence others, hence the name influencer marketing, um, to either visit or, you know, interact with your brand. So all in all, across all the channels, um, we did some video production, we did some photography, plus the paid placements, um, plus, you know, we did some stuff for the scavenger hunt. Um, it was about $18,000 expenditure. Um, it was a three-month campaign, so everything, it was a hard push for three months, and the results. Have so, are you ready? Drum roll, please. Over $56,000 in revenue, wow. $56,600 in revenue, 40 positive customer reviews online, so what Tony talked about, that reputation management size, then we could reuse those testimonials um, who, from people who came and experienced from after seeing the marketing right, campaign. Right. Um, 16 media placements, which that was on television and print publications through media relations, which was free earned media. Um, the four influencers all ended up turning out really great content, long form and photo and video. Um, more than 1 million digital impressions, wow. which pushed over 63,000 website visits. So for me, that's the the million is impressive, don't get me wrong. Right. But a lot of people use numbers, so it's the 63,000 push, uh, to the, push website. the website is right. what gets me. So, and so that is about a 5.9% click-through rate on those ads, which may not sound big, but that's three times the industry average. So what does that mean? It means that the content and the visual aspect was served to the correct audience, and then they therefore you know, engaged with the content and clicked through. Sure, sure. Um, then the email campaign had a 10.5% email open rate and an 8% click-through rate, and there was about 15,000 social media interactions through the scavenger hunt and then organic content. So that was in a springtime, about uh, a springtime three-month campaign. So that's just one real concept. An idea. Yeah. And that's and just kind of kind of a side here, pull it back. This is not like, hey, we did this, blah, blah, blah. What we're trying to provide is a true case study right. of, hey, if you're going to run a campaign, so I'm just going to kind of use the round numbers, $18,000 spend on a three-month campaign, $6,000 a month plus or minus. The client received about three dollars for every one dollar spent, almost sixty thousand dollars on an eighteen thousand dollar spend, and sixty-three thousand pushes 
to the website, which would be monetized later through the funnel. So right. these are just some uh, benchmarks for you all when you're going out and either placing digital or looking for marketing aspects to compare to. Right, correct? and how everything worked together. Yeah. So that was super important too. We were touching some of the same segments and same audience multiple times. So the more impressions that they were given, you know, someone usually has to see and interact with something seven to nine times before making a decision. Yeah. So we further increase those touch points so that they would then engage and you know frequency. make a buy or make an expenditure. Okay, so we have one other case study, which is a consumer services category case study, but also an omnichannel marketing campaign. So we utilize digital advertising, social media marketing, both organic content and some paid on Facebook, some paid advertising. And then we did geofencing ads, some demographic targeted display, so Google advertising, and website retargeting. Okay. So th those last couple of things we didn't really touch on earlier in the presentation, but um, website retargeting is basically exactly what it sounds like. So I visit your website and then I am retargeted through ads from my IP address for a period of time, generally 30 days thereafter, until I make a decision, or hopefully I make a decision. Um, and then geofencing is basically you can target people in a certain area, in a geographic location. So maybe I'd like to target people who are visiting this museum over here because I think that they would like my museum, or people that are going to this event over here, maybe pre-COVID, um, or maybe they're shopping at this location, they may be interested in what I have going on so I can geofence this area and then serve them ads if they've gone into that area and their, their device has basically been marked to be served that ad. So we utilized those tactics. And then there were also some marketing collateral used in location. So there were flyers, posters, and then some postcards in used. In store, basically yeah, in the physical exactly. Store. Yeah. So they were all like kind of handed out or just displayed. So this was a $14,000 expenditure, and it was a four-month campaign, so a little bit longer um, and a little bit less money. Mm -hmm. So the results here are actually larger. So there was $1.3 in revenue garnered on this expenditure. Um, more than a million digital impressions again, and 150,000 website clicks garnered so from those impressions. Wow, so we got 14,000 spend, million more than a million dollar revenue generated. Right. Uh, and then how many visitors in the website? Uh, about 150,000. So 150,000. Yeah. Okay. So that's a 4.6% click-through rate um, on those ads. Wow, so. okay. So that kind of answers the two top questions that we generally hear. Well, I hope everyone liked that uh, discussion. I uh, particularly like the fact of the ROI and uh, understanding some of the case studies. Don't you, Lauren? I think it was pretty good info for, you know, a small business, a medium-sized business, or even a nonprofit organization of any size. So if you all have any questions, though, feel free to let us know. We'll give you our honest answer and opinion as always. Fantastic. Now, you know what next week is, Lauren? We are going to do something different again. I know we keep saying that, but something fun and different um, just to kind of kick off the new month. I think everyone's feeling a little, you know, heavy, maybe a little down. We're just all looking for a fresh start. So we think we're going to talk about maybe some food, maybe a cars and chrome discussion, something fun that we like to do or eat and see what you guys think and let us uh, hear your feedback too. That's cool. So a little lighter on the marketing tips and a lot heavier on the rib tips, right? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. All right. Fantastic. Well, so that wraps it up for this week's G Factor. So for Lauren Doherty and Tony Van, we'll see you next week. 
Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.